Hi. How's it going? I'm good. Just finished my gluten-free chocolate brownie because I'm skinny. Oh, my God. <laughs> I heard that make you lose weight. <laughs> um, okay, she's so. actually allergic to fucking gluten, but mm. she eats it anyway and she has her Epi- yes. EpiPen ready. I don't care. <laughs> she loves don't the pain. <laughs> yeah. I refuse to live life miserable. If I go out, it's fine. At least I'll go out with a cake in my mouth. Doing something you love. Exactly. That's what I'm ever good at as well. Welcome back to the Two Fat Bitches. Um, this is your host, Taylor, and we have your host, Zion, with us as well. And we also have a special guest. Yes, we have a special guest with us, one of my best friends, Oz. Exciting. Hi, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. Tell us a bit about yourself. Uh, I'm really excited to be here. So I am Oz. I'm one of Zion's best mates. She's one of my best mates. I'm, we met I'm at glad uni. you corrected that, that she's one of your best mates. <laughs> yeah. I've heard funny, <laughs> funny story, actually. So his boyfriend, we were at this event and his boyfriend was introducing me to like his friends. And he was like, this is Oz's best friend's housemate. <laughs> he put me down to a fucking housemate. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I tell you what, that did not sit well with Zion. She was... Fucking fuming, raging. We were at the event, and I was just death staring his boyfriend from across the room the whole night. I was about to slip something in his. He was like, "Bye, bitch." Back in the bus. (laughs) The other way around, for once. I think, in all fairness to Will, it was probably because he met Tasha. Before he met anyone, really. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then, obviously, like, I spoke about you guys. And, yeah. You know, I'd always been speaking about you to him anyway. So. Yeah. Because I, I thought it was just a really funny joke. And I was like, Will, that was savage. Love, loved it. And he was like, <laughs> yeah. I, he was like, I don't know why I said that. And I was like, <laughs> he's like, jokes on you. But yeah, yeah, back to us, I guess. Yeah, so we sort of met at uni. We did meet at uni. Um, Weird story. So sort of first year, I already had sort of known of Zion because of uh, Tasha, who's who's the girl we were just talking about. It wasn't wasn't to do with prostitution or drug addicts. No, it wasn't. wasn't, That that came later. That came later. (laughs) Kind of into what? Into wine? Yeah, into Um, wine. So yeah, no, in second year, we were really, really bored that night. Uh, Me and my housemates. It was like early on in the year. Yeah. And we were just sort of like, what do we do? So one of our housemates, I was like, you know, let's figure it out. Let's do something. And he's the most introverted character yeah, so. in our group, in our yeah. house. And he just put himself out there and he messaged me. Yeah. So then uh, Seam comes around, brings T-Rex and Zion, introduces us. Um, and then we all decide to go out. Did we go out to Dogma? Yeah. So I think, yeah, because I think I was like at home or maybe with T-Rex at the time. Yeah. And then we were just like, fuck it let's go out or I think yeah so he messaged me and I was actually sick I was on antibiotics so then I was like yes. fuck it I'll come out you uh, never let syphilis hold you back before she was yeah <laughs> I remember Taylor she was like oh yeah you know I'm not gonna drink or anything and I was thinking like seeing why the fuck would you bring someone out who's not gonna drink like we're at uni like who is this boring person just sat here on my couch taking up space like go away <laughs> I'm basically like I'm a reborn again Christian I don't fucking drink and you judged me so hard in America and you did the same thing (laughs) 
hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, and then we ended up going out, and obviously, you know what uni's like. I don't um, know what uni's like, but I did have lessons in it last episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'll give you a few more lessons. So we basically went out, and then, uh, you know, it was guys, it was a Tuesday night, like yeah, it was literally Tuesday, a Tuesday, Tuesday night. night, and we were like, "There's only one place to go." Dogma, Dogma was it was a doggy place. Like it ended up getting shut down because people were getting stabbed yes. every, oh. every weekend. Someone got stabbed at the entrance, and we were fuming. Not because this guy got stabbed, <laughs> but because we couldn't go on the Tuesday night. You are also awesome <laughs> party, London. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this underground like drum and bass sweat Dungeon, yeah <laughs> and uh, to be fair on the weekends it's like all the locals so on Tuesdays they have the student nights yeah. like, mo- like most of the clubs yeah. and we ended up going and obviously like after like one or two one or two little nudges twisting her arm Zion's pissed on the dance floor <laughs> I was shoveling methadrone up her nose <laughs> she's like I'm not drinking but I'm doing drugs <laughs> I was literally like I don't want to be the fucking boy one i've met these like new people they're like super cool i'm gonna have to do drugs to impress them we were literally the ones who were like oh my god we've just met these really cool people who have come to our house we need to impress them so <laughs> let's, let's drink let, let's just get loads of drugs because this is what people at uni do <laughs> so we were both trying to like outdo each, outdo other. each other we were both trying to like obviously trying to like impress each other and i'm telling you that is the basis of like 99 of friendships yeah it's like I'm gonna prove myself to you. I wanna. I don't want to let you down, and vice yeah. versa. And then you end up in this like <laughs> fucking hellish... crack. Yeah. Both of you are there, sat with a needle. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, are you gonna do it? You do it. I'm gonna do it. That's not true. That's never happened. I've just put the disclaimer out there. Um, but no, we basically yeah. And then we had a really good night, and then we came back, and we were all just really drunk, Ketty, like. Droning. Oh my god! And I remember being sat on the couch and Taylor I swear to God I the amount of ketamine that went up our nostrils I cannot I remember being sat there and then Oz was literally like sticking his hand out to me and like looking at me like mesmerised and he was like wow Venus (laughs) he was so spaced out that he probably thought he'd fucking called Elon Musk he's got in a fucking spaceship (laughs) and he's landed on Venus and he thinks that my fucking afro is Venus (laughs) I'm pretty sure it was probably because I forgot your name and I was just like Zion Venus is somewhere along these lines Lines. makes fucking sense So yeah, that's when we that was when we first met. So yeah, throughout the night, we were obviously getting to know each other, realizing that actually we know uh, loads of mates. Yeah, you know, like that's that's sort of how uni is. Like everyone knows, knows everyone, especially if you're in the same. If you go out to the same nights, yeah. like yeah. that Tuesday night in Dogma was where all the crackheads go. Obviously, it was just be like, there. yeah, it was like <laughs> a cheap. It was like two pound a drink or something. Yeah, and it was because oh. it was a Tuesday. Yeah, it was like a Tuesday. It was like five pound entry, two yeah. pound drinks, and some nights I'm pretty sure it was free tickets. Yeah. And obviously, like, we, and also, I remember the top floor was like a restaurant, remember? And because oh, yeah. it was in like a basement, you could, I, so I used to be dirt poor. Like, I know you keep, I know you're going to be, I was going <laughs> to drop in some hits like, oh yeah, Oz's, Oz's silver spoon and all this bollocks. 
You're gonna get, you're gonna get a silver spoon named episode as well. <laughs> We're all in oh this my together. god! You know what we should do when people come on the podcast? If they're a silver spooner, we should give them an engraved silver spoon, <laughs> and then if they're a donut, then they should get a donut. <laughs> <laughs> Can I not have both? Well, we look, literally, <laughs> yeah. sometimes I used to go upstairs and literally used to mind sweep. Is that the word for it? Yeah. And it's Wait, something hold on. like what is mind sweep? Mind sweep. So, like in first year, I did it and I didn't even learn my lesson. Mind sweeping is when you literally go around the club and you pick up drinks. <gasps> yeah. So basically, you find a drink that's full and or half full, or half full <laughs> and you fucking take that shit like it's. Oh yeah. my and god. And you just drink it. And I'll tell you some hot spots for it. So, like, just outside the girls' <laughs> toilets, just outside the smoking area, yeah, so where you can't take. Yeah, it out. because sometimes you can't take your drinks out in the smoking area. So you go out for a sick and. And then you come back in and you're like, oh, here's where I left my drink. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> That's the one. And sometimes I'll just pick up a straw from the bar. Because yeah. I'd be like, I'm not that dirty. Like, let me put a straw on someone else's <laughs> Let's drink. Let's make it a little yeah. bit classy. I'm glad you put day and age obviously that would never be happening with Rona but yeah back then it was like you know like there was no fucking pandemic that's like actually a real thing wait how have you never done this oh because you've got a fucking silver spoon up your (laughs) ass yeah bitch never (laughs) ever but there are dangers to this everyone please take notes yeah roofied Um, you can like that is the first thing that comes to my head is roofied you can get roofied there's something that's even worse than that one of my friends I think it might have been Mayhem the one that we were talking about last last episode um she picked up one went to drink it put some in her mouth and there was sick (gasps) and that's something that i used to do as well if i felt sick because i always am randomly sick on nights out so i would just be sick and then just spit it into the nearest cup yeah you don't want to like do on your own foot yeah it's just instant karma really oh that is fucking disgusting I mean, back, yeah, back to where I told you this story. No. So in first year of uni, I was in the SU. Yeah. I used to get into the SU for free because in Freshers Week, I won a competition and I always used to get to skip oh the queue, God, take two friends with me. Standard Oz thing. Excuse me? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> to the yeah. I'm, I'm on the VIP yeah. So basically, first year, I was dirt poor. I didn't have any money at this point. So I was like, I don't want to go out. And the guys were like, let's just go. Yeah. Um, you get in for free anyway. We'll all buy you a drink. And I was like, okay, cool. So bearing in mind that I'm literally having like drinks from people but I was like fuck it I just want a mind sweep yeah that is all and I don't remember any <gasps> apparently they found me crawling on the floor trying to like climb onto a TV <laughs> which was in the air so my housemate who yeah. I lived with he's huge he's really tall he basically carried me home and he's a big lad I'm a big lad <laughs> I mean, back, yeah, back to where we were. So, Dogma was a great place to go out to Minesweep because the upstairs was like a bar, so it was generally like cleaner Minesweeps. It wasn't like dirty drinks. And, but yeah, Dogma, great night out, um, cheap night out. So that's where we met. And then from then... We just became crackers that could just we were fiends for each other i think we i think we partied a lot i think through second year we partied a lot and then in third year we got really close when we were doing our all night library sessions yes because our mate you were studying in the library yes Yes. we were studying but with ritalin no modafinil Modafinil. so we'd take this modafinil and then so we'd stay stay up up. well yeah we'd stay up all night like studying or like doing i don't know like an essay or whatever like 
ADHD med, like Adderall. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes, it's like Adderall for Americans. So we used to just take that. And obviously, like, you would be in the library for like 18 hours. So yeah. you would hover around the library, find people. And then me, Zion, and then like about five, six of our mates. Yeah. We used to basically just like... We'd be like, what time are you going to the library? And yeah. it'd be like this social, like, yeah. cute gathering. And then we'd just go to the library, we'd cry at all the work we've got to do, go out for a sig. We literally, <laughs> like, I mean, I, I think a lot, a lot of tears were shed. Yeah. I, like, I, do you remember when the dissertation night where we were singing outside? <laughs> oh my God, the theatre tunes. <laughs> We literally lost the plot. We had lost the plot by this point because we'd probably been up for 36 hours trying to get our dissertation in by the next day. And we were singing at like fucking seven in the morning. Full like, bell, like I'm talking show tunes. <laughs> and it was only because... Taylor I, loves the fucking I do musical. love the musical number. You would have loved being there. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it was because one of the girls started crying and then we were trying to cheer her up. I'm pretty sure one of the girls... I mean, that to be fair, yeah. I'm pretty sure at this point a lot of people have had breakdowns, <laughs> including, including myself. But yeah. I'm 99% sure that's why we started breaking out into show tunes, just trying to cheer each other up, make each yes. other laugh. It was actually very, like, it was fucked up, but it was, like, bonding. We were, we were all in it together. Yeah. Well, yeah. now yeah. I've got, like, a clearer picture on why, like, Zion's university one-on-one didn't really help me, because she was just fucked <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> this is what I said, like... <laughs> last episode I was like to Taylor yeah well you didn't go to uni because you're stupid (laughs) (laughs) and then I was like no hun trust me if it was a fly on a wall at my uni experience like I was in one class out of time sorry go I now know why I didn't go to uni because I'm not a druggie or a minesweeper (laughs) except for all of the stories you've told about being on drugs (laughs) I've literally no 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 I've done shrooms and I've done <laughs> Molly and we've done So don't... And coke. Yeah, but like, but okay, fair enough. So you've done drugs, but yeah, we overdid yeah, y- drugs. Y'all are hardcore. Yeah. Like, y- y'all are Yeah, we're hardcore. You are hardcore. I mean, honestly. We had, we had two groups of friends and one was called the Party Rockers and the other ones were called the Something Ravers. The... There was the party rockers and something else. And we, this was like after uni had finished. I might cut this bit out, but like, this was like after uni had finished. And there was like the party rockers and the something ravers. The ones that used to come up. Yeah, so like mayhem and that lot. And we basically just outdo each other of like who could party the most. (laughs) It was like, it's on, it's popping. (laughs) Uni was like, when I think back to it, we used to have like insane house parties. Yes. Do you remember when we left uni, but a lot of our mates were still in? Yeah, and we would go up every weekend. Yeah, we would go up every weekend because we were all just working dead end jobs. We yeah. were all just saving up to like go traveling or just basically just we were not we weren't sure what we were doing. Yeah. And then I remember going up to Nottingham like two, three times a, a month. Yeah. And some of the parties, like we used to have record labels yeah. host the parties. Do you remember the one we had with like yes, my old housemates? The, all the DJs came. We yeah, won't, the DJs we won't name them, but <laughs> we, these, yeah. this DJ was supposed to go to, we won't name he's him. A big, he's a big DJ, basically. He was DJing at the VMAs. Yes. And... And it was in Glasgow and he brought like a whole, he, so they did like a night in Nottingham and the plan was like to go back to Glasgow the next day to do the VMAs. <laughs> we obviously took them back to this to this house, speakers, everything. And they were partying until like 9am. Yeah, we'd, we'd basically gone to this night out because we all thought we were the fucking like coolest shit. We were just like, yeah, like just come back to mine. There's going to be like world's drugs and it's going to be like so fun. Little do they know what 
treat they are in for if they come near us and our group because they are not making it out alive. <laughs> Honestly, like, I don't know how it happened, but this night must have finished at like four or five. Fast forward to like 10, 11 a.m. Bearing in mind, it's like a, either a Saturday or a Sunday because yeah. I can't remember if yeah. it was Friday or Saturday, but definitely a it was, either, yeah, it was either a Saturday or a Sunday at this point and it's like 10 or 11 a.m., Taylor, and this DJ, this like world-renowned DJ <laughs> and another DJ, they're outside on a main street in Nottingham. One's got like a bag of ketamine in his hand. The other's got like a TV remote and like a bottle of Jack Daniels. And they're like scrambling around trying to look for a taxi. And I'm like... To go to the BMX. And I'm like, are you guys okay? And they're like, oh, so-and-so has lost his bag. He's lost all his DJ equipment, everything, all his music, all his headphones just disappeared in the house. Because obviously the house party went like, just was mad. Yeah. And then they, the party, the people who hosted the party like in the club they paid like 600 pounds to have this dj get a taxi to glasgow like a one-way taxi they paid this taxi man 600 pounds i'm stupid this is how we've ruined lives oh <laughs> uh, i mean good thing is he's still out there he's yes. still making music <laughs> he's okay. He's okay. you didn't destroy his career career again. Again. no probably not wait didn't he fancy someone in our group oh, honestly i wouldn't know um, i was i was yeah, gone i can't remember i was gone but yeah that was the kind of night yeah that's that's pretty much uh sums up the uni life i think like my one like i don't have any regrets yeah i think we did overdo the partying and 150 the partying obviously like i don't regret my studying because i've i got a I got my two one. I'm happy yeah, with that because yeah. I'm, you know, I'm not the most intelligent human being out there. I didn't do law or anything. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, like we we did. The thing is, like everyone in our group, although we do party to the fucking max, we partied like. If Lindsay Lohan was at our uni, the way that she parties, we would out party her times fucking ten. But you better believe that Monday morning we will be in the library studying. Yeah, studying. We could, because that was back then when we could do three day benders yeah. and wake up the next day like it's fucking nothing. Yeah. To be fair, I, in third year as well, I remember saying no to all the day festivals because the day festivals like everywhere yes. all the ones in the city we they spoke were, about everywhere last episode they were yeah. on I need to catch up on that one but they were they were on when my exams were so oh, I have and, and the thing is some of my course mates went to these parties turned up at the exams the next day still wired yeah. I swear to you there was people like that and, I, and I'm and i proud of myself that I can actually say no because I thought oh I can't say no I went to I remember my first day of working as a poker dealer I had gone to Leeds on the Friday night we'd gone to a fucking festival I'd come back it was my friend's birthday and then we'd gone out and then later that night I think we bumped into um, Alvin and Acid Daddy we won't name him because he's a teacher um, oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you heard that right <laughs> yeah. with Alvin and Acid Daddy and then ended up going to some fucking massive party so this was like Friday all the way through to the Sunday actually no sorry I think it might have been Wednesday all the way through to the Friday and then Saturday night I had my first shift as a poker dealer oh my god and I had and I hadn't slept in three days and I went and did my fucking shift oh my god no. this is why you have such bad headaches this is yeah we've, we've not talked about my headaches on here but yeah I basically have a permanent headache 24-7 like right now I have a headache 
don't know what it is. They started in the third year of uni. Shock, horror, <laughs> gasp. Um, what a coincidence! I know, and they've just they've just never disappeared. But yeah, so that's pretty much uh, Oz and I. Uh, my my Corona test is negative. <laughs> Yay! <was> fucking tofu. <laughs> Oz messages me earlier today like babes I don't know I think I've got corona <laughs> I don't yeah. know if I'm gonna be able to record tonight I was like I woke up today I threw up last night basically I, I put my yoga mat down started doing the stretches to start yeah. Joe Wiggs and I was like something something don't feel right <laughs> this is after I'd eaten after five minutes of exercising he's yeah. like something, no, 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 something don't, don't feel right, right. this is off <laughs> but, uh, but, but to be fair like since Friday I've, I had the symptoms mom had and she had corona um, I was like this must be it this is the end for me <laughs> I was like I'm dying and then I wake up in the morning and then I was sick again and I don't know if it's because I held down the sick the first time round yeah I can never <laughs> hold down sick I love to get sick out because it makes me feel so skinny yeah like all of the calories you just ate it's out. gone gone and then you the guy the <laughs> and then obviously still like my, my back and my neck the whole bit was just in pain so I took a test this morning and then I got there and the guy was like what's your symptoms so I told him and he was like that's not corona symptoms so I was opened his mouth anyway and was like put your dick in <laughs> I was like I've got this before I'm not leaving him handed <laughs> I'm having something <laughs> no 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 yeah so you took the test and then you've just got your results yes so I just you're got, not pregnant I just got my text message for my corona and I'm not I haven't got corona it turns out actually um, <laughs> so it does turn out that it was just exercise and tofu no you fucked up by eating healthy and you also <laughs> fucked up by working out Honestly, that's my, what it is stay fat yeah, <laughs> stay my body is so used to like e-numbers and fat it's just like what's going on <laughs> panic <laughs> Stay safe. Get out, get out, get out. Get out. <laughs> so, speaking of fucking food, yes, what, what so, is your substance abuse? I mean, it's a bit of a weird one because since January, I started the Joe Wicks 90 day plan. Yeah. So, But what am I hearing is that your substance abuse of choice is like eating healthy and job <laughs> No. So let's go back. So let's go back. So Just get off. My, <laughs> go. My substance Leave. abuse, like, I mean, let's be honest here. Like, I didn't get to the size I am. <laughs> <laughs> by eating healthy like I mean my substance abuse fried chicken is up there Ooh. fried chicken Ooh. as a vegetarian I concur yeah <laughs> fried chicken fried, chicken. <laughs> fried fried anything like fried chips is... yeah. fried fucking kale yeah anything I fried had, I had fried okra and it was fucking banging oh, <laughs> like lady fingers yeah lady, lady fingers <laughs> such a creepy term so yeah fried food I love I love anything that's easy like my substance abuse is any I'm a very lazy person at times so if I'm sitting at home on a Sunday or a Saturday yeah. and I've worked all week and I'm like I fucking deserve a delivery like oh yeah come at me so I just I'll order I used to order a McDonald's at 1pm just yes. skip breakfast so I used to feel better about myself <laughs> order a McDonald's get like it's brunch yeah the Oz special which is like 20 nuggets double cheeseburger full fat Big Mac meal with a full fat coke you're a gal Taylor's heart. But you cannot, you really cannot be a McDonald's full fat coat though. Yeah. There's Thank you. Like Thank you. <laughs> and on a come down or a hangover, when you can't stomach anything, yeah. if you order a McDonald's and you yeah. get another one, a milkshake, which I don't usually 
usually like. Ooh, but if I'm severely, severely hungover and I take a sip of a milkshake, it does something to me. And I'm like, okay. It just gets those juices flowing. Yeah. It's, it's like doing a workout. It's a workout for it a is. Person, And know? I'm like, give me that 20 nuggets. <laughs> and then I start with Big Mac and then the fries. And then I go back to the Big Mac and then I take a bite of the double cheese <laughs> Okay. This, you can tell substance, his substance abuse is food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then like, I go through the motions, you know, so I'm happy. Then half an hour later, I'm like, what's happening to me? And then I get sad. Oh, my God. And then God. the only thing to cheer me up again is it's to eat more food. <laughs> because I, I always have that post-guilt. Yeah. Post-guilt takeaway. I don't know if anyone's ever heard of it, but before the takeaway, it's literally like, it's like the foreplay. You're on your Deliveroo app, the juices inside you are flowing, your mouth is tingling, the water is running. Yes. And then as the Deliveroo comes, that's the climax. You can... You, on, you can so, I don't, so I don't use Deliveroo, but obviously on like um, Just Eats and Uber Eats, like it shows you your driver's location. Oh, yeah. So, so I'm there and watch the map. Yeah. Yeah, it does that okay. on, on delivery as well. So yeah, you're watching him mm. with where I live. It's fucking difficult because they never know where to get it. So <laughs> for me, it's not really a fun climax <laughs> because I'm sat there by the by the phone or I'm shouting to them. I'm on my balcony. I'm like, bitch, <laughs> over here, and they're on the other side of the building. It is actually awful. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but then the post. So so uh, yeah. So you, the climax is obviously eating the food. Then you have like the post nut, and that's when you're sat, you're full, and you're just like oh my god that was amazing and then as your food starts to digest and you're the like post guilt yeah and your body's in. like i need nutrients yes i need something to keep me going and yeah. you're just like shoving yeah. dodgy and like shit into your body and you're crying and you're like why <laughs> have i just done that and that post guilt sets in but you know what it's all good because yeah. give it two hours you get fucking hungry again. You know what's sitting there? That half-eaten McChicken sandwich. <laughs> you have leftovers? <laughs> I mean... I never get leftovers. Oh, I, so I don't know about that. I always order twice the, the amount so I have enough for leftovers. <laughs> no, you see, I will never do the leftovers. I'll just reorder again. Like, I'll have to take away Maybe I'm the skinny one. <laughs> I'll tell you what, like, since uh, since January, I've maybe had, like, three takeaways. That's which so is, good. Yeah, which is really good for me. Like, Let's give them a round of applause, Taylor. Pussy round of applause or hand round of applause. But I'll tell you this, like, because at work, you know, I'd say like three times a week take uh, food in from home. Mm. And then at least two or three times a week I used to get takeaway. Yeah. And that was either like a meal deal or it was like a full-blown like KFC or kebab or, you know, like anything that I could get delivered to the the office. So since starting this plan... um, the substance abuse has dramatic, dramatically decreased. And oh. To the point now, I'm happy to say, Deliveroo has been sending me vouchers. Oh my God, I always get oh. that. Seven yeah. pound vouchers. Yes, seven yes. pound vouchers. I'm like, <laughs> and they keep sending me vouchers and then I keep screenshotting it and sending it to Will. And yeah. I'm like, and I'm like, are you proud of me? Like, I'm saying no. And he's like, like get over it. It's like you're you're a fucking grown <laughs> no. ass man. It, you know, if you're gonna have a takeaway, you're gonna have a high calorie meal. Like do it. But he's yeah. like, you know, like you need to, you know, keep with it sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. But it is good because he like kicks kicks me yeah. to shape. Yeah, yeah. So like, do you save those seven pound vouchers? Because even if it's a seven pound voucher. I'm still going to fucking use it because yeah. once again, I'm the donor. I'm not the one with the silver spoon. Yeah. So if there's free money coming from anywhere, you're going to I love a it. bargain. And I, <laughs> I think, I think 
I, I came into this 90-day plan think, saying to myself that I'm going to allow myself a cheat meal a week. Yeah, yeah. And so far, I have been doing that. Yeah. And I haven't been good. going, yeah, and I haven't been going excess. I haven't been, like, going insane with it. At most, yeah. I've had, like, a pizza. Yeah. And you've been winning all the fucking Fitbit competitions. Yeah, but I've got to say, that's that's probably down to the fact that I've got a dog. Yeah, that's so true. Having to walk him every day. Does that get you into... I've done this many steps because she made me feel fucking guilty about the lack of steps I've done. Taylor started going and for now, walks. I'm going for fucking walks. Really? I mean, it's awful. Be- I'm I lose in all of these these challenges though, Taylor. <laughs> oh shit! So I'm just I just like to put that onto something else. So I'm losing. So when I'm against you, I'm winning. So it makes me feel better. <laughs> You're like easy competition victory. <laughs> Taylor's like 500 steps. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, my Fitbit hit 2,000 steps the other day and I was like, no, I'm going to drop down dead. I'm going to have a heart attack. <laughs> what is what I had? I was having heart palpitations. I was like, fuck that. I need a full fat coat. I need to level me out. <laughs> is this like my karma? Like, is that what It must is? be your karma. <laughs> I bet American uh, culture made you tip her after as well, after yes, insulting yeah. me. <laughs> Every time I'm out with Taylor and we're in America, I'm forced to tip. And I'm like, bitch, I am a donut. What do you not get? I need those tips. I'm the charity here. But yeah, so I guess, like, fucking hell, you're putting me and Taylor to show. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So I've been eating healthy. I haven't weighed myself. So you only weigh yourself once every month. Yeah, that's better. Really? Yeah, you weigh yourself at the end of every, like, 28 days or 30 days. So has it been 28 days? Yeah, I think that's my problem. Because, like, when I go on a diet, I'll try and weigh myself every week and then like obviously if you don't lose a lot in a week I'm like well this fucking ain't working is it and I'll just stop yeah. um, I have read though that the best way to stay on track is to weigh yourself every day really? Oh, really? yeah I weigh myself every day but I've got a problem actually my nan does weigh herself every day and she's tiny <laughs> that's so true honestly I don't even know how, how people find the discipline to do that yeah I'm not trying to get depressed every day yeah. <laughs> so has your substance abuse changed then has it changed from food to drugs but I guess it maybe it was drugs back in the day and then it went to food and now it's just yeah. now you're just healthy I think I think back I think, are you going to therapy? <laughs> what's your secret? I think honestly I think at, at uni uh, taking drugs was probably the yeah. substance abuse um, but at uni if you took drugs you wouldn't eat for three days yeah <laughs> so and I was, it solved both problems I mean I definitely know I had some sort of mental disorder because I like I've said this to Will like I've never ever looked at my body and gone I feel sexy like even yeah. now when like if I'm having sex or if I'm if I'm looking at myself naked or if I'm getting in the shower even oh, in I front even of, look in the mirror yeah even in front of him yeah I will still sometimes still, like, yeah like still sometimes <laughs> yeah, yeah feel like I need to cover myself with a towel and it's not like he is amazing like he makes me feel really good about myself but it's when I the way I look at myself and the funny thing is when I look back at my uni photos because Facebook decides to haunt my dreams every day you know when it's like oh on this day you did this and then I look at the photos and I'm like oh shit like I had a jawline oh shit like I didn't have a double chin that is the thing you look back at your photos and you're like I wish we've mentioned this before like when you look back on photos you're like I wish I was as fat as the last time I thought I was fat 
yeah, yeah. And the funny thing is, I weighed myself when I started this Joe Wicks thing. Yeah. And I, you know, I came in at 115 kilos. And yeah. that's very heavy. Like when like, you know, when I put that into like NHS, I should be clinically dead. Like fuck, <laughs> fuck no beans. Like I should be dead. Like it's, it's a miracle you're alive. Yeah, but NHS are fucking liars. It is, it's like the BMI thing is stupid. <laughs> the BMI thing it just is. kills us all off. They're mm-hmm. literally like anyone over this way. Yeah. They're going on a cute trip. And then they just <laughs> take us on an island and bomb it <laughs> and i was just like and i remember the last time i weighed myself prior to this i was 95 or thereabouts which yeah. is probably like you know back at uni or back sort of like the year after uni and i still when i was then i used yeah. to think i was fat and now i would give anything to be like you know and that and i was just and then that kind of like was a moment when i was like that just tells me that i've never really thought i had yeah. an issue of my weight but yeah. obviously mentally i've never really thought to myself actually yeah like, i think i think that's just a problem in general for most people because we have so much pressure or like we've got so many different things within the media to look up to and if when you're a child these sorts of pressures are put on you then like like I've always had an issue with my weight Mm. not even just with my weight sorry I've always had an issue with yeah not with my weight with how I look because um, of just like sort of comments and things like that that would get made yeah when you were younger that like sort of stick with you but so like for you Taylor like I hate I won't even look in the fucking mirror whereas like Taylor I feel like you don't really have an issue like walking around naked okay so for me I like because when he said like I've always felt self-conscious like and even when his partner looks at him he's like oh no so for me I wanted to say well like bitch I love myself with my food or not you got you know I was fat with clothes on you know I'm fat with that (laughs) it's the same shit you knew what you was getting into yeah because obviously I got fat fat after I had my yeah. son um so my my son's father kind of saw me get fat and that's why he fucked off real quick. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh that's so dark but, um, <laughs> no it's fine it's fine he got with a skinny bitch <laughs> 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 um, so he's happy he's happy <laughs> so when i got with rochi um i obviously had my little like fupa thing like you can like lift up and shake his stomach you yeah and so i remember being in the shower and he like came in and I was like, oh shit, like he's gonna see this. <laughs> like, even though we had just had sex and like my pooper was shaking everywhere. Cockroaches like, were falling out oh, of it. <laughs> no, it was at my house, so it was fine. Oh. So I was like, shit, he's gonna see this. Like, what if he notices? Yeah, like, it's like you have just been well, on the bed, notice. your legs behind your fucking head, your lips. A bitch, I on one end of the wall. fucking wall to the other end of the wall. <laughs> Like food was shaking up and down, but it was only in the shower. I was like, shit, he's gonna see. But I'm always like, I'm always like, it's fine if you're seeing it horizontal because it all kind of like it all kind of falls into place. As soon as I hit vertical. (laughs) See, I like to be on top, so I know that shit was (laughs) and you was like, Where where's Rochi gone? (laughs) That shit was that shit was in a Missy Elliott video. Like it was jumping, bitch. It had rhythm. <laughs> so there obviously are moments that I've been insecure. Yeah. A few a few weeks ago, <laughs> whenever it was, I almost had the dirty. Um, What's the dirty? I'm bitch. I almost got fucked. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but when he went pulled on my pants, I was like, no, he's gonna see it. And so I felt yeah. really insecure about yeah. it. But then, like, I have my days where I'm just like, I am a fly ass bitch and fuck your feelings. <laughs> so I'm very bipolar. <laughs> yeah, fair. Fair. <laughs> See, I'm 
I don't know. I'm very like, I know, even though I've never been happy with the way that I looked, I remember the how different I felt when I like when I think of the time where I wish I was as fat as I thought when I thought I was fat when I think back to that time that I know that I did have a lot more self-confidence and yeah yeah sure. and like just even in my appearance or yeah. like the amount of effort that I put into like what I'm wearing um how I'm doing my makeup my hair even when I'm out talking to people, I know that I'm so self-conscious because I'm thinking, oh my God, they know I'm fat. They know I'm fat. And it's like... Well, that's what I was telling my sister-in-law as well. Because she was like, why do you wear all that makeup? And I was like, it's not that I don't think that I don't look good without makeup because I know that... I'm a bit trying to I'm actually pretty <laughs> as well. But yeah, this is the thing, Taylor. Because... We, have, we have pretty privilege. <laughs> we just have. Right. It's like, I can be fat because I'm pretty, bitch. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> But no, she was like, why do you wear all that makeup? And I was like, because if they're looking at my face and thinking, fuck me, she wears a lot of makeup, they're not thinking, fuck me, her belly. Wow, know that me? is some clever fucking skills there, hun. Yeah, you are welcome. Distract them yeah. with your high beam <laughs> fucking highlighter. Why do you think I wear so much? And I've got like pink liner on, some green. Girl, I'm doing all the colours because you are not going to look <laughs> down at my gut. <laughs> That's cool. You are going to be shocked. <laughs> You're like a fucking chameleon. <laughs> You're wearing all black, blending into the fucking night, but you've got high beams on. <laughs> My eyes are popping, like you looking. That's the distraction tactic 101. Just the tips, night. guys, tips. My tactic is to stay in my room until I get skinny. Like, everyone's wondering how Corona came about. I fucking released that shit into the world. For <laughs> you to get skinny instead i'm just locked in my room eating snacks at my desk day on day on day i was gonna say we're a year in are you in a concert but the thing is when you was a massive eater did you ever secretly eat um i'd say like now dry fruits are like the devil when i have my car don't even yeah like there is no there is you don't i don't need to stash the wrappers anywhere because you just you literally (laughs) you you're driving in your car you go for a drive through you eat, and then by the time you get home, you've already got the evidence. So um, I lost my job, my first job over here due to coronavirus. I got laid off and I started working with my brother. So we started working together and we were doing shit on the trains. And at lunchtime, we would stop and get a takeaway. Wait, can I, can I say another digression on top of your digression? Yeah. <laughs> Taylor used to work on these trains that she used to clean trains for for a living and get paid a fuckload of money. Do you know what they used to do? They used to find fuckloads of money, not only money, they used to find fuckloads of drugs and they they used to throw them in the bin. What? Yeah. Yeah. Why would you throw in the bin? don't know how long they've been there what it is nothing they don't bitch drugs do not expire <laughs> so, 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 so when you find drugs in the like on the floor of a club or in a festival don't you that's like a mystery baggie it makes yes. the day more insane no <laughs> we, we threw them away <laughs> Russian roulette hun. let's fucking go <laughs> no we found iPods everything like crazy shit but yeah drugs too shit ton of drugs but we used to go to get takeaway every lunchtime, and it got to the point we started dying because we were meant to go to um, Tenerife in September. When did you 
start dieting? Um, when I started working there in August and we were going to go to Tenerife or July and we went to go to Tenerife in September. Okay. So yeah. I couldn't bring the trash back here because obviously my nan thought I was dieting and he couldn't yeah. take the trash back to his house because Sinead thought we were dieting. <laughs> so we used to have full blown screaming matches about who was taking the trash. <laughs> and he used to be like, Sinead's going to kick me out. And I was like, that's going to start at me. <laughs> and then See? it came out one day I threw it in his face in front of Sinead I was like that's why you had a KFC the other day for lunch and texted Sinead saying you had a salad this woman <laughs> cussed him to his grave she was like God is gonna strike you down you're a fucking liar you pig and I'm just like oh shit <laughs> See I I used to um, when I used to live in Milton Keynes my job was literally eight, an eight minute drive um, from my house mm-hmm. so you'd think that there isn't a lot that you can do in eight minutes but let me fucking tell you <laughs> there is I would leave work and I'd be on my way home and on the whole way there I'm going don't do it don't do it don't do it, don't do it. <laughs> from, from my job to my house it's a straight fucking line yeah. and then so like when I get to like midway home so four minutes in I'm always like don't do it don't do it just go just go the lights are green the lights are green and then I literally do a fucking screech <laughs> like I'm drag racing into a fucking car spot and then I'm getting up to go into Marks and Spencers and like not e- I'm not even going to McDonald's I'm not even like gorging I go into Marks and Spencers because my fucking substance of wait hold on miss i'm poor and i need the donut is shopping in marks and spencers (laughs) it's all a lie it's all a lie um so so anyway i go into mcdonald no i go into marks and spencers and there's these fucking donuts that i'm of shock it's fucking donuts (laughs) (laughs) there's these donuts that they do these jam donuts with the sugar on top they are so fucking good i get a pack of four and i swear to god i eat one one a minute until I get to my fucking house. <laughs> <laughs> one a minute. Because by the time I get into the house, I'm skinny. Mm-hmm. I get in and I'm like, mum, what's for dinner? You're like, I'm starving. I haven't eaten all day. <laughs> I, I haven't eaten all day. I've been doing my fucking Fitbit steps. <laughs> I've gone on a walk. So I was like, mum, you know what I really fancy after dinner? A donut. <laughs> <laughs> Pop out to box dispensers, will you? <laughs> Honestly, anyway, this isn't about us. This is about you. <laughs> okay, we want to dig out some of your old, dirty, secret wrappers. Moldy, <laughs> dusty, floor ridden. We need to know. Like, we need to know what's going on. Like, I mean, what- what is something that you like to keep so hidden, like no one knows, but you're about to tell it to everyone that fucking listens? Or it doesn't. It doesn't have to be something that you like to keep hidden, but it could be like an old, like a story, or yeah, basically <laughs> tell us your fucking trauma. Bit. Yeah, give us the trauma. Tell I us mean, that. I want to cry. <laughs> obviously, I think I think it's no surprise to anyone now. But obviously, I'm gay. I yeah. think speaking it I'm openly sure. about you guys. I think the food, like being raised in a yeah. Turkish family, food was always the way my parents. Turkish, excuse yeah. me. Yeah. So recently, <laughs> recently, my uh, brother did one of those ancestry tests. Turns out we're actually like Armenian and <laughs> so Greek. And you're Italian. related to Kim K. Yeah, yeah. he's basically yeah. a Kardashian. Yeah. Why do you both know Kardashians? And like, I'm just fucking left 
To be honest, I think I think I know. I think Chloe knew me through Oz, so that's <laughs> how it how it came about. But yeah, no, I um, I mean, I think like growing up, my parents always showed love through food. Like that's just a Turkish thing. Yeah. Um, and you know, growing up very detached from my family because obviously I, I hadn't come out. I think for myself, even being at uni, the reason I did so many drugs was yeah. because I could just get fucked on a night out and just hide the fact that I wasn't getting with anyone. Yeah. yeah. I think in first year, it was like, you know, we were drinking so much. And um, I was from, getting... from uh, outsider, um, did, had you already come out in uni or no? No. So I came out like two years after uni. Yeah. Or wow. Like, or like a year after uni. It's one of my biggest regrets. Like I regret so much not coming out of uni um, yeah and it's, it's just such a like crazy thing to think because obviously like you you know that none of your friends are gonna like be like oh my god this whole time yeah. <laughs> like i think it's we're weird. liberal people but yeah. like it's just it's just even even the fact that you sort of have to come out like why yeah. is that a thing it shouldn't be i'll tell you what like going from so secondary school was very much a racist homophobic like all the white kids used to hang out together all the black kids used to hang out together until i actually started hanging out with my best mates who I who some of them I still like yeah. are like my best mates yeah. now we had like a crew of like a very mixed group yeah. but until year 10 and 11 when I met these people yeah. and, and sixth form mostly years like primary school to year nine it was horrible in the sense of you're you're pushed into these groups yeah. you know that you're not you don't necessarily get on with people but you're just like okay these people are gonna accept me yeah and in my school it was like majority like Greeks and yeah. um, Cypriot Greeks and Cypriot Turks and I never really felt like I was part of that crew because they were just like yeah. very showy offy little did you know though you was part Greek. Yeah. Um, And then obviously, like growing up, and then towards like, you know, uh, sixth form coming out of secondary, people obviously become a bit more accepting. But even, even at that point, I don't remember maybe knew like one or knew of one or two people coming out or like having partners no I I actually don't even recall that you know I think it was after sixth form when people started coming out so like because obviously I've I've done high secondary school over here and then high school over there in the two um, secondary schools that I went to over here I probably knew one yeah one gay person yeah in high school over there maybe six seven in just one of the high schools that i went to yeah i think it's the, the culture over there is a lot different which is different yeah yeah which is weird because you're we more are, accepting over here oh what you think it's more accepting over here i think i think that england's a bit more open to yes. everyone and anything and america's yeah. very conservative so yeah, yeah very religious. when it comes to gay communities over yeah. here it's more quiet and over there it's more more heard and loud yeah except yeah i would probably say that that over here although it is very accepting i think there's still this weird stigma stigma mm. which makes it so difficult to even approach the situation and i think that's gen- generally just because it's a what's it called a generation thing and then too as you said your background is turkish so yeah. you come from a more conservative yeah so as well as growing up in a secondary school and sixth form situation where like i didn't i didn't have any gay friends it was also like a case of i have a huge family yeah like my brother's wedding had like 1200 people in it yeah like, it, i remember yeah they're just kim kardashian weddings that's i not... swear to god at this <laughs> wedding there was a camera man like not when I say cameraman, I it was like a crane camera filming the whole <laughs> wedding, 
at the time I was even like, it was like the Turkish Kardashians, but now we know the secret's out. <laughs> but you know, the funny thing is, like the, the venue we use wasn't anywhere special. Like that is just like a standard Turkish wedding. And the way the Turkish community works, a lot like Greeks, a lot like Italians. Yeah. You get sort of you get money toward you get money given. So it just the wedding pays for itself. Yes. And then the money essentially is like a deposit towards a house yeah. or a car or yeah. Taylor, know. at this wedding, the the bride was standing there dancing and people were walking up to her, you know, like a fucking rap music video where they're spraying the cash. <laughs> you know the bride. I was crawling over like this is my wedding. <laughs> Sorry, ignore my friend. Ignore my friend. Sounds <laughs> like I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> Um, yeah so I, I I that's another thing like I had like 10 of my closest friends at the wedding I would have invited more of my friends who like, like sorry didn't make the list losers yeah <laughs> I basically just invited people who were there that weekend as well so you're not that special wow no I'm joking at this point was I out I can't remember. You was out. I was yeah. out. I was out. So I basically, you know, like my brother kind of understood where I was coming from. Yeah. And I said to him, like, look, you're going to have a massive wedding. And again, this is coming back to the point. I like, obviously I've come out to my family. Um, I've come out to my friends. But and how was your like family at first? So it was like two weeks of like my parents, like literally like not talking to me, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like a not accepting thing. It was just for them to like process it. Yeah. And the way it all went down, like my brother basically like sat him down spoke to them. I came out to my brothers first. And then when I came out to my brothers, my brother, I basically like had a bit of a mad week. I came out, quit my job, went up to Nottingham, went on like a bender for like four days. And then. Oh, you were like coming out and it's gone. Yeah. Actually it wasn't, Nottingham it was one of our like one of our best mates had a birthday party yes in a big Georgian mansion and then we like all went there my brother was like look you might not like their initial reaction because like this wedding of 1200 people of all like our family and friends not a single person is fucking out and statistically there should be like at least 100 people in there who are like who are queer or not straight or you know what I mean so it's just fucked like and for my parents they obviously don't have any You know, like, I wasn't raised around media. And even, I would say, just now we're starting to see a real, like, a real, like, burst in gay representation on TV. Even on English English TV. So on Turkish TV, the only gay people you see are, like, this isn't me speaking, this is them. They call them trannies. They literally call them transvestites, even this day and age. Or they're, like, botch job um, she-males, as they call them. It's, like, gay representation is very, like, circus. It's not, like, you know... But then it's weird. Some of their most famous musicians yeah, are gay. Okay, yeah. I don't understand it. And obviously my parents can't process it. So, you know, there's nothing... Until I came to uni, I had suppressed this, like, person. So one of my closest friends, when I first came to uni in halls, we'll call him Greg. Okay. <laughs> it's just a gay name. So Greg was basically like this uh, bi or gay, but he was so like, you know, I know he now, I know yeah. he had a lot of issues like yeah. mentally because he was still processing a lot of things. But to me, he was like, wow, like this guy's so confident. He used to like let me go to his room and we used to watch like Drag Race together. Yeah. And I, I haven't seen him in, like since uni. Same, same. And you know what? Like it's like, an, it wasn't like we fell out. It was just like a naturally like, you know, you just stop, you know, you yeah. just lose touch with yeah. people. 
but it was I hadn't come out so I was living vicariously through him going to his room like learning about yeah. a lot of gay culture he was like he would always play like Joan Rivers to me all these like gay icons sure? I used to watch through him yeah, yeah like Drag Race and I you know what like I wish one day I get to go to Nottingham and I get yeah, to see, see him, him and again. be like you know what like all these things that you did that really helped me yeah but even then I was still processing the fact that this this world existed where like people could just be themselves yeah, yeah. so I still I still didn't come out and then after uni a year after uni I when I eventually did come out it was more my brother asking me yeah. if I was gay and I just said yes and then yeah. from then it was like a snowball effect I was yeah. like you know there's no point keeping this in yeah, it's like out. you've taken a little bit of the pressure off and then it's like yeah Oh, but no, you know, I didn't open my fanny to everyone. Yeah, I did. Everyone's like, everyone talks about it like some enlightening moment, like, like revelation, weight off like... your shoulders. And I'm like, really? <laughs> because every time I came out, it was like the hardest pill to swallow. Yes. Every time, and every single one of my friends that I came out to, I was. But yeah. I was yeah. so high. And you know what? Like It's re-traumatizing. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I think, yeah, because you was the first person that I came out as bi to. Yeah. You're totally right. I was like, oh, finally, I've fucking like done it. Well, I say first person, first person in adult life. And then I was like, oh shit, I've got to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't again, get easier. No. So I was like piling myself full of drugs and to try and build the confidence. And, yeah. you know, like many people say... Um, drugs are bad for you drugs can spiral you into bad ways but drugs actually gave me the confidence and even at uni in my lowest air taking drugs was the way that I could bond with people like you know bond with my mates like find the courage to go out and like put a front on through drugs like I'm not even ashamed to say it because I think for a lot of people drugs are a really good way to express yourself and, and yeah. Just, yeah, forget like, who you are yeah like this is sort of what we were talking about on the last episode where like don't get me wrong we overdid drugs yeah. and that a, a doctor or a psychologist will probably tell you that that's because of the fucking trauma like you oh, get 100%. that feeling <laughs> yeah 100%. you're like yeah but, 100%. but I, there was a lot of there was a lot of secrets like, I say secrets there was a lot of trauma that I kept hidden and uh, Taylor you was probably like one of the only people that knew certain things about me and then um, even then it was still fully like locked in my head I didn't really like speaking about things or being comfortable with things and then I met this group of fucking misfits at uni where we've all probably had some sort of trauma and drugs gave me that opening you sort of break a barrier with the people that you're around and you sort of build this bond and this trust and it enables you to sort of speak about things that you wouldn't normally speak about and that's why they use MDMA in um, psychotherapy sessions and things like that it's interesting like like in um, I was reading this thing about people in America you know like the uh, CIA or whoever they are they use similar drugs or like the uh, similar chemicals found in methadrone to get the truth out of people yes and one of our really good friends he has literally said to me where like he feels like when he takes methadrone people oh my god that one they is, that's always, the worst yeah and he's like they just they can't keep it in no and I'll tell you this so this is actually this is something that you guys can you guys are probably gonna love yeah when I was in third year maybe third year second or third year yeah. there was a girl she was yeah. one of my best friends and still is when I was fucked like I'm talking abs- this is one of those nights when you're just like full on full yeah. going yeah I 
came out to her in the smoking area of <gasps> of a restaurant yeah. because it got to a stage when like you know like I couldn't hold it in anymore there was a lot of tension between us like yeah. you know when you like she can tell there's something there yeah and she can read me but I'm keeping something in that was it I told her and then we went back to the dance floor had the night as if nothing had happened next day she calls me and told me to go over yeah. I picked up some Greg's went to her house laying in her bed and then she like turned to me and said like do you know what you said to me and I was like yeah and she was like do you want to talk about it and I was like no and then from that day in second or third year she did not say anything until I eventually came out to everyone and I really respect her for that she she said to me like afterwards when I spoke to her about she said that the only person she told was her mum because she was um, scared for my because she actually noticed that the reason I was always going out getting so fucked is because she was like is because I was suppressing this yeah so she told so she said to her mom, like, mom, this has happened. What should I do? And I think her mom just advised her to let me. Yeah, you, you've got to let you sort it at out, your own yeah. pace. Um, yeah, funny you should say that about methadone. So, like, I would say MDMA is sort of like that. But I feel like with MDMA, it's more you find the right people to, like, bond with. And then, oh, I don't know. But methadone, on the other hand, you can I, could, to I could literally, my sister's boyfriend's friends, dad's dog's fish <laughs> and i will be like so this really like awful thing happened when i was younger and, and i'm speaking to a fucking goldfish in a tin, in a tin. <laughs> like i'm speaking to a tuna can but yeah and then um but i remember this one night where we were i think we were at acid daddy's house mm. and we were with stingray with moo with moo and stingray who's a very very private person like all of a sudden, I remember that we'd obviously done a fuckload of drone, probably over three days. And we obviously all created this like beautiful bond. We were best friends. We were literally all going to get married and start a fucking family. <laughs> and then Acid Daddy had made his own, I can't even remember what he'd made. He'd made his own, I can't remember what the drug was, but he drank it. He looked like a vampire. He's got like red going down his um, co- oh codeine. He made his own codeine oh. or whatever. No, not codeine? He yeah, that's syrup codeine yeah yeah so he made this weird syrup shit he's sat under a fucking desk looking like dracula and uh, us lot are all basically holding hands and and stingray's telling us this like really intimate story um and then i just remember the next day when we're like coming down off the drugs and you just see the horror come over stingray's face when you realise that she's fucking told one of her like deepest, darkest secrets. Yeah. But um, yeah, that shit fucking, it fucking does stuff. Yeah. But it's also a good thing because it, it, it's like all of that trauma that you've had hidden, buried, mm. and you sort of don't want to talk about. It gives you a platform to... Yeah, and I mean, like, I'm just speculating here and I'm not by any means like, you know, saying that this is right. But I feel like when I hear about people, you know, like who can't handle it anymore, who try and take their own life or who, you know, especially in the gay community or people who who don't come out for years or I don't know, like people just who suppress it so much. I feel like if some of these people, not all of them, because it's not for everyone, but if some of these people found, I don't know, like 
a joint or found yeah. mushrooms or found, you know, because I know people that have um, gone to uh, ayahuasca ceremonies yeah. in Peru, people yeah. close to me, just to be able to connect with people and yeah. just to be able to have a safe space. And in my opinion, DMT is no different to methadrone in some ways, because in the end of the day, a lot of You're people... You're unlocking something. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of people take these drugs to find a common ground or to find a way to speak to people or find the confidence. And even though... I was so outgoing at uni and I was organizing all these nights. Obviously, keeping something hidden for 22 years does something to you. Yeah, yeah. And then I just think, like, for me, back then, 100% drugs, that was yeah. my like, outlet. Like, obviously, we're not advising everyone to fucking ring Jack and pick up three grams of crack some no. heroin and a no. we're saying basically do your research and i've i've had very we'll, we'll talk about this next season but i've had the, one of the most awful but most revealing moments of my life when i was when i was smoking weed i don't smoke weed anymore because of the situation it, it really depends on the person yeah. it really depends on the situation you need to feel safe you need to be with yeah. the right people if you are listening if you are thinking of taking any fucking advice from us crackheads please do your research first and then yeah make sure you're in a controlled environment or you've spoken to a doctor or whatever yeah. we're just speaking about our lived experiences yeah so like our personal but in that respect you know like you see it on tv like just the way people sit down have a beer have a whiskey yeah and then they and then they start you know their tongue gets loose yeah that, that for me for me in first year drinking was a way to hide everything and then second and third year to actually connect with my friends yeah I felt like especially actually even in first year when we started taking MD like yeah. in the year yeah. it was just a way to connect with people on yeah. a way I've never done it before yes. honestly the most some of the most beautiful experiences of my life and that's why I'm so thankful for my time at uni yeah. and I've met literally my best friends at uni like yeah uh, yeah, I don't know. I've obviously got like good lifelong friends, no matter what. But like, yeah, we we managed to create this, and I think it is because we were all a bunch of misfits. And I didn't think about it at the time. I just thought, no, drugs are really fun. That's why I want to take them. But I didn't actually realize until I've got a bit older and I reflect on it, yeah, how much they actually helped me in some situations. I'm not saying in all situations because there were times where I was, they got you in trouble. Yeah, they got you in there trouble. There were times where I was like, I've, I'm having a. Sh a really shit or something shit has gone on that day and then like one time when I overdose but we'll talk about this on another episode because it's about us and I'm obviously making it about me <laughs> um yeah there's one time where I was just like I don't want this high to I don't want this high to stop so I'm just going to keep doing drugs yeah. so I can keep having fun and yeah that didn't fucking go right for me so like <laughs> there are people that do it right and there are some times that I, yeah we have done it right yeah. but yeah so yeah, that's uh yeah. I mean that's like So how are your how are your parents now with the Yeah, so my parents are more accepting. Um I was a bit nervous about coming onto this podcast, but then I was kinda like everyone who's gonna listen to this podcast in our circle of friends knows who I am anyway. Exactly. And if anyone from my family listens to this podcast, then fuck me, they must be liberal. So Yeah, true. You know, obviously true. they're gonna be accepting. And if anyone goes on spreading shit, I'll be a bus and I'll run you over. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean but you know I was like why am I being nervous but yeah I mean right and I think and I think your story 
can help so many other people. Like, yeah, and I, I think like for my, I think with my parents, like I was seeing, I was seeing my boyfriend for yeah. six months, and then I said to my parents, like I've been seeing someone for six months. Um, this was maybe like this was maybe yeah, this was a long time after coming out. This yeah. is like after traveling and everything. And I said to my mom and dad, I was like, you know, I've been seeing someone for six months. Do you want to meet him? And my parents were like, no, like we're not ready for that yet. And I was like, well, you know, it's been six fucking months, and I'm not planning to like yeah. leave this person. So you need to put your shit together and meet him yeah and they haven't formally met him but because obviously my puppy my living situation i'm still living at home they have seen him come in and out and they've said hi and bye and more recently my mom's interacted with him a bit more yeah just like nothing like personal but even he has said like you know oh that's progress and i was like yeah like yeah i know how much it affects him because we've had conversations about it because my perspective of it is like if his parents didn't want to meet me or they want to meet me fuck him but with him because his parents have been amazing about it yeah it makes it difficult it makes it difficult for him and I'm like obviously we need to understand that we're seeing this from two completely different sides very different but I'm hoping soon my parents get to meet him Um, he's been amazing about it and I can't really hold it against my parents because of their background exactly and that's the thing like I think it's such an interesting perspective as well because you're coming out into a conservative sort of Turkish family yeah they're like it's really weird because like my parents are liberal parents yes, aren't religious sorry. but they're very conservative yeah. in a traditional that's like my mum as well yeah it's like, so weird trying to explain yeah. it yeah because my mum well yes yeah, so we were religious when we were younger i think she's probably still a little bit religious but it, in terms of traditions and values she's very conservative of her generation of her generation. Yeah. Um, so young though. Yeah, my mum is very young. But it's about how you're raised. Just the way like in America or here you have like people who are our age who are still fucking conservative or as I like to yeah. call them racist. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and like, you're just like, you know, those people are raised a certain way that's the thing but there's only so much allowance that you can make but I do get it because we all come from different walks of life and we need to let people we need to let people come to their journey on their own if they're not there time for a fucking changing you know yeah and if you're gonna live in a fucking city like London or you know and I hate I hate this mentality that a lot of people in Britain have yeah. like, they came into our country or like you know like why do we have to accept like yeah. queers in Soho and I'm like you you raped and pillaged the world like your colonizers who are who are essentially the original conservatives yeah and then they they cause this mess that we live in now sorry so yeah if (laughs) i'm yeah nature or nurture this is your fucking fault like (laughs) you know what i mean literally so accept it um yeah but yeah my parents are coming to it Uh, you know our relationship i'm happy to say my relationship with my parents has never been better i think it's after going traveling after like i don't want to be the wanker that's like i found myself i didn't find myself while traveling it was just like i came to a realization that like i needed to stop being so uptight yeah stop caring about everything so much yeah and then i think like coming back i was just a bit more accepting i was a lot more accepting about my parents you know like Mm -hmm. seeing their relationship my brother seeing their relationship with me and just trying to be like take a step back and be like these people are like this for a reason yeah 100 percent. everyone's on their own yeah and you know what bless them like they're getting help like they're you know i'm proud to say they're seeing therapists i don't think it's anything that that anyone needs to be ashamed of everyone should have a therapist my parents even though I've run away from every single one of mine <laughs> everyone should have a therapist yeah. and I've realised this every single one of my aunties and uncles every single one of my friends perfect looking families 
honestly, I'd say 50% yeah. of parents I have met have fucking trauma. Yeah. I'm talking bad, deep trauma, like yeah. shit you wouldn't see on TV, you know, like this is England type shit, like fucked yeah. up parenting or I don't know, it's just bad. And yeah. I, I yeah. People... You just, you never know from looking at someone. Yeah, and... and that's what sort of why we want to do this podcast because we want to sort of, like these are topics that shouldn't be taboo, but are taboo. Yeah. And uh, yeah, when it comes to things like abuse or race or sex or yeah, whatever. Sexuality. Sexuality. Anything. Gender. Gender. Like, these are all important topics that are sort of brushed under the carpet. We want to be like, no, bitch, we're fucking here. <laughs> we're here. <laughs> we're fucked up. <laughs> Except that. Except that. <laughs> But yeah, so do you want to end on maybe like a ratchet, funny? I can tell, yeah, I mean, like, obviously I'd had like 22 years or yeah, I think I came out when I was 22, maybe 20, I can't remember. Yeah. So obviously I had like 22 years. I think, Taylor, you'll really like this story. <laughs> so I had all these years of suppressing, you know, my sexuality, who I was. And then obviously I came out in like January when I was about 22, 21. I can't remember really. Again, it's quite traumatic trying to come out to everyone. So I've like buried that deep in my thoughts. Yeah. And then obviously once I've come out, once I'm once it's all out there, I was like, okay, get on the apps, grinder, Tinder, hinge, whatever the fuck was out there. I got on Scrabble. it. Scrabble. Yeah, I was on I was <laughs> on every single fucking app. I was on every I was hitting up everyone. Yes. Dirtbag, scumbag. <laughs> my age range was like 19 to 45. Like, oh my God. like yeah, daddy. Yeah. I was sleeping around a lot. I just had a lot of catching up to do. Yeah, you did. Nobody years, Yeah, so. and obviously, like I like I, we didn't my sex education in school was awful it was literally putting a condom on a polystyrene car yeah. which the girls did the boys didn't even fucking do have you ever slept with a girl um yes when I was in Ayanapa oh another trauma that is another trauma yeah <laughs> she was horrible and funny story my best best friend he went out into the balcony with her mate yeah and I was in their hotel suite yeah with her and I like closed the curtains took a deep swallow like okay it's about to happen <laughs> and then like like spread her legs it was it was disgusting I'm, I had to lie off of everything I think I was in there for, for like a couple of minutes it was fucking disgusting did you come? no I was like I'm too drunk and then uh, oh look I'm like, yeah, like, I couldn't even touch Billy it Willie. pretty sure she asked me to eat it out and I was when just like think, when you went to finger you just slapped it yeah, tapping it down like, boy down. tapping it like a little odd button like, is it on yet is this thing on <laughs> anyway sorry so that was like that was that um, and yeah I've, I've had relationships with girls before but we won't go into that but yeah the ratchet story yeah, you know I was story. sleeping around sleeping around a lot a lot and then um, I think like in I'd say less than 24 hours maybe like 20 hours I literally went from like one guy's house to another guy's house to another guy's house all just using grinder. like oh literally God. like stepping out of the door going back on grinder, finding another guy so like it, you was literally in your taxi and you was like hang on a sec this is not yes. even on my taxi like wait here as soon as I left the house I was like go on grinder because if there's someone like two doors down I'm just going in <laughs> so I, I didn't want to be out in the cold 
cold. It was like fucking winter. And I literally went from guy to guy to guy. And I think like it was fucked because obviously it was like horniness, like, but it was also like self-validation, like trying to find some sort of like trying to find myself attractive. And then honestly, like, because obviously I hadn't showered. Yeah. These guys, like grinder hookups aren't like, you go in there, you don't even know their name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like you go in there, you don't even, you don't even know their name. You don't even look at them really. You just get with them. You don't know their name. A non, a non. Fucking potato. (laughs) (laughs) You just literally like, Pounce from house but, to house. Uh, uh, it's a non-doms? No. Oh. This one guy, like, I remember even... This is another story. This is another time. But I remember going to his house. And I remember going in. And I just... I, I got with him and, and then he obviously wasn't who he was in his picture. Like, it's very common. Like, can, you know how you guys started watching Catfish and like, oh my God, yes. Catfish. Girl, gays have been doing that fucking ever since apps have been out. Like, gays Shit. lie on, like, their like, pictures. Like, they're a completely different person. Yeah. Like, Is it because they're, they're straight, in quotations? Yes, so. yes. So a lot of, a lot of, like, a lot of guys I've been with have even been with, like, have had families, had have kids. Shit. Like, this one, and, and so some... like, are there Fake, fake profiles someone of their age group sort of their description yeah because also like you're used to seeing headless profiles so like if you're Shit. like okay like you see like, I swear this is a thing it's called a non-dom and it's like anonymous dominant dominant yeah. actually no I think this is a different thing because this is where they make you stay in a room with your ass up no. and then they come in and fuck you and you can't turn around no I've never experienced that <laughs> but that does sound interesting <laughs> um, no I am um, yeah this other time I was just like not into it and this guy was like you know like suck me off and I remember at the time obviously I was playing save so this is actually really stupid but when I first started sucking dick I always used to suck with a condom on because I used to think I could get something you can well you can get chlamydia throat chlamydia okay well you can get oral herpes as well oh yeah yeah you can so anyway I was obviously like yeah and I remember thinking like I remember like I remember like he under his trousers I was like okay like this guy's not who he is but fuck it I'll just do it and leave yeah and then he I was like okay I'm gonna put a condom on he was like what are you doing I was like he's like it's just sucking a dick he's like you're not gonna get pregnant or sick I was like I know but I was like (laughs) I'm just being safe yeah (laughs) and then um and then anyway like as I tried to put the condom on he like literally snatched (gasps) out my hand right well and then I was like and then he was like trying to force me to it and I was like I'm not fucking doing this it's like what you like get off me and then what obviously the like as he as he put his trousers up he was like get out of my house and I was like I fucking am so obviously I'm like give me the check first yeah I'm like putting my ja- <laughs> I'm like putting my jacket on and I was like I'm just gonna go to the toilet before <laughs> and he was like no he's like you can go and piss on the street so I was like what? humiliated oh my god went out of this guy's house how like, old was he he, fuck knows at the time he was probably about my age honestly really? yeah because yeah. older men like I personally have have realised older men for everyone Oz is around 22 mm. no <laughs> <laughs> I was like damn he young he only just so came out as well <laughs> 20, 20, 20 fucking 20, 28. 28. Yeah. Um, like, I think with me, like, obviously, I, I started going for older guys and then I realised, like, oh, the older guys treat you a lot better. They're actually quite nice. Yes. And, like, I think, like, obviously, some of the older guys weren't as nice, but, it, you know... But then I was like, at least some of the older guys have a bit more self-respect for themselves. Yeah. So if you said to them, oh, I want to use a condom or like, you know, yeah. or even like being really honest, like some older guys would be like, have you had a sexual health screening? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can ask them. And it made me like a lot more comfortable. Yeah. Um, I would agree with that. I would say that's probably why I prefer older men yeah. now, just because like they've had 
they're a lot more mature they've had all of their fucking experiences from when they were younger and they just have a little bit more respect yeah. boys in their 20s and I'm yes I'm gonna call you fucking boys literally they're just fucking like on heat and yeah yeah they just have and they no just, respect and they think they're God's gift to man yes and it's just yeah like get back in your box potato todger <laughs> yeah um, but yeah that's 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 about as ratchet as it got and then yeah just sleeping around a lot until <laughs> until <laughs> That sounds like my typical Tuesday night. It was (laughs) (laughs) nothing new there. (laughs) Yeah, so that was super fun. It was really nice. Thank you for having me on. I love how your funny ratchet story turned into like a cute rape story. (laughs) (laughs) It was was like, and you know what's really funny is like the whole condom consent thing. I only realized when I watched I May Destroy You, I was like, that's actually like to to force someone to coerce someone into having sex yeah. without a condom or just to pull it out um, yeah. halfway through because that that's happened where I've been having sex with someone and then we've changed positions and then it's yeah. come off yeah, and I'm, I'm just I'm thinking ha- now I'm like that did not come no, off exactly. like it doesn't just come yeah. off well, unless my arms my, follow that my gorilla grip my gorilla grip super soaker it just be ripping them <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. No, I, I've definitely had it before where someone's like trying to. What was some excuse that someone gave me once? You can't get pregnant if I pull out. Was one of them. Mm. And well, it's that like is pre- that is my go-to birth control option. Pre-cum, hun. <laughs> you can still get pregnant if you pull out. Or if you like wash your fanny with like Pantene, you're like killer with sperm. <laughs> yeah. Like, is sex really that much better without a condom, hun? Yes. Hun, get over it. I've got like a weird fetish where I can't get off unless I know someone's going to come. Yeah. Like inside. You will come with your fucking condom on. No, 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 no. Like I want to feel it. Oh. Okay. You know what I mean? Like that, no. that, like that pose, that dunk, dunk, you know? I don't even feel like I feel, like if I've had sex without a condom, I still don't even feel like I've, I feel they're come. You feel like you do or you feel like you don't? I don't even feel like you have to tell me you've come. Exactly. That's why, no. that's why without is better. No, without a condom. Yeah. I still wouldn't feel it if, if they came inside me. What? Oh, we need to get rid of this bit. <laughs> I don't know. Do you? Mm, I mean, yeah, I can definitely tell. Yeah, really. What, yeah, yeah, it makes like this throb. It goes like dun dun. It's like a little heartbeat bit. I can only feel it once it starts leaking out. <laughs> Taylor, I can feel the baby forming. I must have. I must have a fucking massive vagina. <laughs> You're like, it's not my fault. I got a wide set vagina and a heavy belt. <laughs> Mine must fucking. I don't know where it's shooting out my fucking mouth. Okay. I would get that fixed. <laughs> <laughs> no, to be honest, I don't really like cum. I don't like cum or any sort of bodily fluid. So if you come in my mouth, oh, I'll actually, to be fair, I'll probably swallow it because I don't want to fucking see it again. <laughs> no one's ever going to want to sleep with me again. <laughs> <laughs> they got like, that's the one that leaks. <laughs> So, yeah, I guess that's all we have time for today. It's been super fun having you on. Thank you. The pleasure's been mine. It's been really nice. We'll definitely have you on again um, because we know that there's some more digging. Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) More drama lying around. Honestly, I've still got two more months of this Joe Wicks thing, so definitely (laughs) (laughs) something's going to happen. Come on, it'll be two fat bitches and a skinny bitch. Yeah, Yeah. or he's he's been found breaking into McDonald's (laughs) the 20 chicken nugget box. He pulls up like, Zan, I didn't know what to do with this. Takeaway trash, can I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Next time I'll let him tell you about the house move, this yes. diet, and I can tell you about the puppy. <gasps> Yay! Because trust me, having a puppy is part traumatizing. Yeah, we can talk about um, dog, doggy dag. Yeah, doggy dag. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you for having me on. It's been a pleasure. Loved it. Yeah, it's been really nice to meet you. Well, meet you through the phone. Hot meet you. Phone. Hopefully once this is over, Taylor, we can actually go out. Right, and live our silver spoon lives. Yeah, I <laughs> So where can we find you? Uh, Instagram, so o dot dag, so o period for you Americans. <laughs> o o for orgasm period. <laughs> so a full stop, uh, and then d a g. So d for dick, a for arsehole, g for grinder. Yeah. <laughs> um, Is that his bio or his name? <laughs> There ain't no bio girl, I'm taken. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can find me on Instagram, o.dag, and you can find me on Facebook. But who the fuck uses Facebook? Hey. No, oh, that's how you know she's a mum. <laughs> so, one of those Karens online, like, fucking hell. Anyone got I'm a spare dishwasher? <laughs> and that's how you know she's from Florida. <laughs> oh my God. The armpit of America, that's what they call it. But yeah, you can find us at Two Fat Bitches on Instagram. That's two, the number two, fat with a PH, bitches with a Z on the end. Uh, oh, no, we changed our name. So it's yeah, Two Fat did. Bitches Podcast. Um, so just add that fucking podcast on there. Um, same on Facebook, but they're a little bit more conservative. Um, and instead of a instead of an I in bitches, it's a one. So it's Two Fat Bitches Podcast. We're going to put it in the description if that was too much for your little brains to comprehend. And you can easily find me at Taylor, T-A-Y-L-A dot Robin, R-O-B-Y-N. And you can find moi at Zion Aisha, that's Z-I-O-N-I-Y-E-I-S-H-A. <laughs> an easy one <laughs> all easy right um so yeah this is our penultimate episode how um, exciting i know before the end of the season so we've got one more which we're super excited about we can't wait for all the trauma we're going to release on that episode um but in the meantime if you could hit that subscribe button share with your friends please yeah and we've got some oh Tell us your coming out stories. Yeah, um, that'll be a fun one. Yeah, that'll be really good. And we'll, we'll, what we'll do is when we do have a round where we're answering, uh, when we're reading out stories, we can have Oz come back on again. Yeah, I can judge some of you. <laughs> <laughs> we can like hit gays against each other because that's what this world likes to do. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Here's one more platform, bitches. <laughs> um, so yeah, send us in your stories. Um, send us in your hiding the rapper stories. That's always a fave. And yeah, um, you will, yeah, find us on Instagram. In our bio, we've got all the links where you can give us feedback, say stories and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, if, if you do love the podcast, please, please, please share with your friends because that's what helps us the most. And yeah, we can't wait to see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye, bitches. Bye.